Good morning. Good morning. What do you mean by good morning? I mean, good morning. I mean, hello. Oh. Yeah, that's not Great. the million other ways that it could be taken. Great. There's a lot of ways that we can apply good morning. And today, yes. it is actually morning as we're recording this. Uh, yes. Welcome to Hobbit Forming. This is a podcast where we are walking through the, the Lord of the Rings saga, starting with The Hobbit. My name is Jason, uh, and I'm a nerd through and through, and I'm joined by my sister, who lives in Middle Earth, also known as Oklahoma, Heather. <laughs> Hi, I'm Heather. Welcome. I am less than a nerd. So Everybody is a nerd about something. I am not a nerd about The Lord of the Rings. I have literally not never yet. read these books uh, until this week, and here we go. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be great. You're not a, a nerd about it yet. Okay. Yet. Yeah. I was talking to my friend Steve, who's who he was texting me. He said, "Thanks for this podcast." Really? I'm like, wow, that's so nice. Yeah, he's like, I love Lord of the Rings, and I'm glad to hear hear you talk about it. And I was like, I love talking about it. It's that's a, amazing. It's a gateway for all kinds of nerdery. And his I response have... was, "Not all gateways are bad." <laughs> that's true. That's true. Um, I have also gotten a lot of messages from friends. Uh, that are like, this is going to be great. Your brother is speaking my language. Um, and I was like, I need to make sure I, you know, go through my friends list real quick. Just what kidding. Does that mean? You're, you're calling? I'm not going to call my friends. I am very excited that I will now have something else to talk about with a lot of these, these folks that are reaching out that are excited. We're doing this. So you, yeah. you must be careful though. <laughs> Why? Well, if you get a, a loader fan going, they won't a stop. A loader? Oh, L-O-T-R. Loader. Lord of the Rings. Loader. Okay. You will have to tell them, like, I need you to stop. Because <laughs> yeah, I, I often, like, I've learned the cues when people are done listening to me talk about the things I'm a nerd about. And, and uh sitting there anymore? Or? <laughs> yeah, mainly I'm by myself. <laughs> Yeah, it's weird. Where did everybody, everybody go <laughs> while I was in that that fugue state talking about the many adventures of Iron Man? Yeah. <laughs> um. So, so Heather, uh, you read chapter one. I did. I, and listeners, yes. you read chapter one. We are assuming that you have read this chapter, and this is like Correct. a a podcast, like uh, uh, talking about your favorite TV show after you've watched the episode. So yes. we're going to talk spoilers. Of these chapters. If you so, have not read the chapter, pause this now. Go get the Andy Circus version. Did you do I, that? I bought it. Yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. So much better than just reading it by myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like having a, a South, South African friend walk you through yeah. this journey. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. That's the way to do it. <laughs> Usually. Uh, so, uh, yeah. So, listener, you listened to it, you read it. Either way, you have a paper book, ebook, audiobook, whatever it takes. Enjoy the book. Uh, so Heather, you read chapter one. What are your uh, what were your impressions of the of the book? Um well, I mean, and I mentioned this before, but like just having a bunch of people show up at my door would not it's not a not a great situation for me. That's not um, a blessing. It's not a blessing. Like if I know that some folks are coming and I'll have had time to prepare and, you know, make my place look presentable and have food, then yes. But 
like all these folks just assuming that I've got food and I'm going to feed them and whatever it is that they want, seed cakes and more like, nope, nope. I I don't like that. (laughs) Yeah. Last night, uh, my wife invited some people over. I happen to be related to them, uh, to my (laughs) wife. And it was great. But it was one of those things where I was like, I, she started talking about feeding them. And I was like, are they bringing anything? (laughs) (laughs) The answer was no. (laughs) (laughs) Nope. (laughs) So, um, yeah. So, yeah, that, that experience of people just showing up, that that can be overwhelming, uh, especially if you're an introvert. Yes. Like, hello. Yeah. It's me. (laughs) I mean, there's a reason you moved to Oklahoma. There's nobody there. Hey, (laughs) there are lots of people here. That's okay. I did see. Okay. So really quick, I'll give you my, my summary of the chapter. And then there is, this is what you have done to me. I was looking up stuff today about this chapter and there's a line that just like, really like, this is me anyway. So, uh, we start this chapter learning about the hill um, Mm -hmm. and bag end where Mm -hmm. Bilbo lives Mm -hmm. and uh, talking about his, his house that is like in the side of a hill. It's a hobbit hole, but it's not not like like a grimy hole. Yes. It's just, you know, it's it's comfortable. And Bilbo's dad, which I can't remember his name. Doesn't matter. um, Made this house for, with like his wife's money, basically. Bella Belladonna is that her mm-hmm. name or yep okay um anyway I learned that Bagginses are like chill and don't aren't adventurous types whereas the Tooks are more adventurous um anyway and then Gandalf comes in with his bushy eyebrows that extend past his hat which like that's insane um. Unless is it one of those little like painter caps that he's wearing? No. Tiny hood or brim? Okay. Um, So he comes in. Here's a picture of Gandalf's hat. Oh, those are some big old eyebrows. That's how the movie portrays it. And they don't really try to get the eyebrows that big in the movie. Why not? Well, because he's a human person. So, Sir Ian McClellan will not be reduced to that. Anyway, uh, he comes in and is basically like, hey this will be fun. You should like, let's actually, he doesn't say anything to him then. Does he more? That's just like the good morning. I'm going way too long. Um, good morning. Hey, what do you mean by that? You've said it now many different times in many different ways. And then he leaves, but like he marks something on Bilbo's door. And then the next day, all these dwarfs start showing up and being like, feed me. I'm going to hang up my stuff. going to hang out here for a bit. They make a song. Um, about all the, or they sing a song about all the things that have happened to them uh, and why they need to go like fight a dragon or something. Um, And then they're like, all right, and Bilbo, you're coming. And he's like, but what, what's happening? That's not right. And then he goes to sleep, but they give him all their breakfast orders first. And Mm -hmm. he's like, yeah, I'm not going to do that. I do like how, I, I love how he makes the decision. I'm not going to make their breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> As he's going to bed, like, no. <laughs> and that's something that I just picked up this time reading through. Like, I never really paid attention to that. 
Um, but just his like defiance, like these people show up and eat all my food and then give me breakfast orders. Pass. Yeah. No, thank you, please. Yeah. I, <laughs> I love that. It. Um, but really quick, the thing that like I was, again, like I said, I was looking up stuff uh, about this chapter and <clears throat> it said, you know, the took side is curious up for adventures. The bag inside is quote, quiet people who enjoy living in a hole. Um, and if ever a phrase defined me lately, <laughs> like I am okay. just staying in my home. <laughs> I don't need mm-hmm. to be out and about doing things all the time. Like I enjoy it. I've made a nice little cozy nest. Like that is, that is it. Thank you very much. <laughs> so, uh, which is great. Cause I'm going, I mean, I went, I'm out all weekend, like doing stuff. So yeah. I think there <sighs> yeah. is, anyway. there is an important thing to learn from the hobbit is that it's okay to want to be a hobbit it sounds like like it (laughs) like the picture of bilbo's life is peaceful quiet comfortable it's all good he seems to have everything he needs and and agreed and more right like an endless supply of food somehow yeah well hobbits as you'll come to find out they eat like eight meals a day oh my so there's okay. like breakfast, second breakfast, elevensies, lunch, afternoon tea, luncheon. There's they have many meals. Um, <laughs> yeah, they love to eat. And so here's Bilbo sitting, and we just meet him. We learn a little bit about this crazy little hole that he lives in, and like how comfortable his life is. And we learn a little bit about his family, and we're we're introduced to these these truths about his family. And his dad's name is Bungo. Bungo. Okay. Belladonna took and Bungo Baggins uh, okay. are his parents. And so learning about the, the contrast between the, the, the Bagginses and the Tooks. Mm-hmm. And it's a, it's a story of opposites attract, right? Okay. These two people mm-hmm. should not really be a part of anybody's world. Like they, how do they find each other? How do they make it work? Somehow they do. I don't know if Bungo just is so boring that Belladonna is just like, yeah, I guess this is my life now. And she settles. <laughs> but Belladonna, don't settle. Um, yeah. Come on, girl. You, you deserve a short king, Belladonna. Um, <laughs> but the uh, the Tooks, like all these things we learned about the Tooks right away, like they're they're like adventurous. They're advent- they, he talks about his grandpa, like uh, fighting a cow or something, like all these things that, that his, his grandpa is like, really impressive and the, mm-hmm. Gandalf even says like well that was your grandpa what about you um or Thorin says that so yeah yeah so, so one of the th- one of the things that's interesting here is the way that Tolkien tells this story is he just gets into it and he j- like we are told about this know- guy yeah and we don't know anything about this world but there's all this world here to learn about which gets exposed over throughout the book or like, are uh, we inferring uh, a lot? Like what is, <laughs> this is the gateway. Uh, oh my gosh. Because Tolkien, I, one of the things I think is super important to recognize as you're reading the Hobbit. And here's my question for you, Heather. Let me rephrase this. Who is writing this? Uh, I don't know. I mean, Tolkien, <laughs> but well, yeah, like Tolkien's from what perspective? The author, but who, who is the actual 
compiler of this story? I do not know. Because it's not Bilbo. It is Bilbo. But it's not. It It is. Why because is it? later oh, in The Fellowship okay. of the Ring, we will see that he is working on his story. And what? it's this book. And then what? Frodo, his nephew, will continue the story. And that's okay. the Lord of the Rings saga. So and he's so, talking about himself in third person? Yeah, like, like the prophets in the Bible. Like, like okay. people do this, right? Like, yeah. Isaiah says, Isaiah went down to the temple. Like, just say I did, right? That's what we <laughs> want him to do. Yeah. But that would be improper for Bilbo yeah. to do that. And okay. so he's telling this story from the third person. But now, knowing that and feeling like, why are all these people just showing up? Yeah. Like the the sense of overwhelm that Bilbo is experiencing, we should be feeling too. Because he's giving us his first person account from a third person perspective. And, yeah. And so the reason we can get into his brain is because it's his brain. What? Are you telling me like I'm gonna have to I'm like gonna go back and listen to this chapter again. Like I'm not telling you what to do. (laughs) No, I'm telling you, like, this is what's going to (laughs) happen. But it's it's important to, I think, to understand that The Hobbit, and this is where the movie gets really dumb. uh, The Hobbit really just focuses on Bilbo. And there's all kinds of stuff that happens in the world around him that he doesn't really get to be a part of. And the movie tries to fill it out in, like, the, the, the Peter Jackson movies. Okay. And that's why there's three movies for the shortest book in the series. Um, and, and so it's all his, what, what he actually experienced is what is focused on. And later somebody will tell him things or whatever, and he'll write that down, but it's really his life and his story. Okay. And, and so as he, as he is telling, he's telling us the things that like he knows, but there's a lot of stuff he doesn't know. And so, like, we hear, we read about Thorin, and we're introduced to him as, like, the great Thorin Oakenshield. Why is he great? Was this the meme that you shared the other day that was, like, you'll get why this is funny someday? No, no. Oh, that's, that that's a long else. ways away. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, Jesus yes. be my strength. <laughs> uh yeah jesus take the wheel um so yeah so like i think that's an important just an important note is like we're reading bilbo's account of his story and uh and so he is uh yeah there's going to be things where uh everybody will go away and it'll just be bilbo there's going to be times where gandalf disappears and you're like where'd gandalf go bilbo didn't know so he doesn't tell us So, so okay I have I have several questions about Gandalf. Yes, um, let's talk about Gandalf. He's the best. Is he though? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Perfect. <laughs> um, first off, <clears throat> why why does he just like show up with to Bilbo and assume he's looking for adventure? And uh, like, I mean, he knows the. Bagginses. 
Oh, yeah. he knows. The, does he even know the Bagginses, or is it yeah. that he knows yeah. the Tooks? And he's he, like, ah, this is my guy. He knows these people. But how? Like why? Uh, he has a, a particular curiosity about hobbits. They that they, seems weird. Yeah, not in a bad way. They're delightful people. Okay. Gandalf. Uh, Gandalf is one of the most powerful people in this universe. Okay. I, I gathered that. He's also one of the most mysterious people. Also gathered that. <laughs> and all the different cultures will have a different relationship with him. Is he just a pot stirrer? Like, he comes in uh, and is like, oh, <laughs> a little bit? Uh, I think that, I think there are people who think he is troublesome. Okay. But I, I, everything that Gandalf does is for a purpose. Hmm. And in the, the great scope of this saga, there is a war between good and evil. And Gandalf is on the side of good. So all we right. just need to know that. All right. Um, and we are not even getting into all of that saga in this book. We're just being introduced to some things. <sighs> okay. It's going to be so good. I'm Heather, Heather, trust the process. <laughs> just oh, trust well. the process. Because, okay. all right. So even at like, we are introduced to Gandalf through Bilbo's eyes when he says, Gandalf, Gandalf, good gracious me, not the wonderful wizard who gave old took a pair of magic diamond studs that fastened themselves and never came undone till ordered. Like, like that's Gandalf has these magical things that he can do. Right. right. And, and so he's like, this is a cool thing. And then not the fellow who used to tell such wonderful tales at parties about dragons and goblins and giants and, and the rescue of princesses and the unexpected luck of widow's sons, not the man who used to make such particularly excellent fireworks. I remember those old took used to have, have them on Midsummer's Eve. Splendid. They used to go up like great lilies of snapdragons and let I don't know what that word is. A fire and hang in the twilight all evening. You will notice already that Mr. Baggins was not quite so prosy as he liked to believe. Also, that he was very fond of flowers. That's Bilbo talking about himself. Talking about himself. Oh my yeah. gosh. Okay. Yeah. Dear me, he went on. Not the Gandalf who was responsible for so many quiet lads and lasses going off into the blue for mad adventures, anything from climbing trees to visiting elves or sailing in ships, sailing to other shores. Bless me. Life used to be quiet. It, inter, I mean, you used to upset things badly in these parts once upon a time. I beg your pardon, but I had no idea you were still in business. Like, <laughs> so I, I loved this paragraph because it's like Gandalf, who is mirthful All and fun and things. wonderful stories and really cool. But then also like if you follow him, trouble yeah because bagginses do not want adventure right but the tooks do so he's got these warring personalities inside of him or warring sides of him that yeah. are like this sounds like a really great time but you know what else sounds like a really good time a Reading cup a of tea and just chilling <laughs> yes so yeah so gandalf shows up and things are going to happen is basically what we all we need to know about, about Gandalf. Gandalf right now. <laughs> okay. And and so um yeah, so he is he is uh yeah, one of the most powerful cre creatures in this universe. 
He's a wizard. And in the lore of Lord of the Rings, there are five wizards. Five. What are uh, the other wizards? I'll meet them later. I'm you assuming. will. Sauron. Any of them in this book? Uh, kind of, sort of. Sauron is, uh, I think he's referred to in this book. He's Sauron the White, Gandalf the Grey, Radagast the Brown, and then the two blue wizards we never meet in these books. We just know they, they go off to the east at some point in, in the lore of, in the Silmarillion. Anyway, uh, oh <laughs> that's a different gosh. book. We're, we're not going to read that one unless we really What is that book? To. It's the world. It's how so, the world came about. And I have a copy. You it's, have it. <laughs> I have two copies. Uh, you know exactly where it is. <laughs> it is. It's like right <laughs> there. Um, so okay. uh, I do know where it is. Um, but it is basically the whole world that Tolkien made. Okay. And it talks about where did Gandalf or Mithrandir come from what is he what is his purpose it's all kinds okay. of awesome things so so you started saying something that sounds very uh old fashioned um which i have this question for you because in mm -hmm. my book there's this little map right yep. mm -hmm. but all of these icons are like old norse runes uh -huh. and it's in yours it as too. well yeah it's in all of them perfect perfect i mean i was i assumed it was because why else um but like, so is this technically taking place like in Scandinavian areas or what? Like, I mean, it's their no. own. <sighs> I asked you to save that question for the podcast. And my answer is no. Uh, <laughs> no, it's so like we said in our first episode, Tolkien was a created philologist, his own created yeah. his own languages. And he borrows a lot from Norse mythology. Okay. And um, he is, uh, yeah, so he builds off of existing languages to create these new languages. And so the uh -huh. dwarves, this is the dwarvish script. Okay. So they write in runes. The elves have a different script. And it is... Cool. Is it the next map? No. No. I know it's not. I don't have it in here. Um, but I know that's the one that is on the ring, like swirly like and loopy, scripty. Yeah. 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 Okay. So he is using the the uh, conventions of language that are ancient are ancient languages <laughs> for us, and so runes. Uh, being from Norse mythology and Norse cultures and that kind of stuff. He brings that into the story, but he makes his own language out of it. Okay. And so, yeah, so it's not happening in Scandinavia, but being an English professor, there's a lot of Scandinavian and Norse influence in England uh, and in their larger culture. And so part of what he's doing with the Silmarillion and this whole story is he's creating a, a mythology for mm -hmm. his world that is similar to ancient mythologies of our world, okay. but different enough to be its own thing. Okay. So he's kind of like blending and, and mixing and matching. And so, yeah, so he's, so in, in this, in his, uh, in his book, there are like werewolf type creatures. There are all kinds of things that will be like, Oh, I've, I've heard those kinds of stories before. And it's like, yeah, because he's telling the stories that 
humans have been telling for a long time, but just in a new, in his own way, a new hybrid, in a new way. Um, do we ever know what symbol he marks on Bilbo's door? I'm assuming it's something to allow the dwarves to know, like, this is the guy or I think the movies, sh- the movie shows it. I can't remember. Um, okay. yeah. But then he like, I think in the movie, the Hobbit movies, I don't really like very much. Um, they're too long. Um, but Martin Freeman. Yeah. He's great. He's a great Bilbo. Uh, but they're just too long. Um, okay. the, I think he wipes it off at one point. <laughs> he knocks it. Like when he shows up, Oh, wipes it off in the movie. Yeah. Got it. I, I was going to say like when he shows up with the final, however many dwarves, like he hits the door again and it like knocks off or like not knocks Fades off, but, like kind of clears off. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So, Why- he, uh, but that symbol, like we're told, like the symbol is enough to tell the people, the dwarves, like here's a burglar who's looking for a job. <laughs> like, and it's just one okay. symbol. But like, why is he keeping, why does he keep referring to him as a burglar? Like, because he needs somebody to sneak into the building, into the, into the mountain, into the side of the mountain through the side door. Yeah. So they need a, somebody who is sneaky and quiet, who would be like a burglar. Okay. So yeah, it's not more like a uh, sorted past that we're learning about. No, Bilbo, Bilbo has on. no sort of <laughs> no past. past. No, okay. he he is just a cozy hobbit who wants to live in his hole, and that's it. Okay, okay. So that's it. yeah, yeah. So that's all we so need to know does... about Bilbo. Why did what? Like, why does Gandalf just like assume like this guy? He's my man. Like, just sitting there smoking his. Crazy long pipe saying good morning to me. This is the one. This is yeah. the one to be my yeah. my sneaker or my burglar. Like what how does or that a treasure hunter if you prefer? Uh <sighs> I love it so much. I love this book so much. Um <laughs> why does he do that? I, you know, Heather. It's a question about calling. Oh my lord. Get Did you hear my eyes roll? Or <laughs> <laughs> No, no, but you for can't, real, you can't get this, that on the recording. <laughs> well, I can see it. Uh, this is this is the question. Uh, like, what does it mean to answer the call to adventure? And somehow, Gandalf knows there's more to Bilbo than meets the eye. Oh my gosh, he sees and his potential. He sees his potential, which is a classic story. Classic in the hero's tale, like the the mentor sees the potential in the young the young one or the yeah the 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 trainee or whatever, um, and so that's part of this. Like Bilbo doesn't know what he's capable of, but there's this tookishness in him mm-hmm. that's like, if you tell me I can't do it, I'm gonna try. Right. So when the dwarves are like, "Who's this guy?" He doesn't want to have anything to do with this. Like, oh, excuse me, sir. You know, and like, he's like, no, I can do this. And Bilbo knows I can't do this. Right. You know, it's so like that imposter syndrome that we talk about now. And everybody's like, oh, I've got imposter syndrome. Blah, 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 blah. That's not new. <laughs> that's the, It's been around. That's that's Bilbo old. had it first. Everybody has it. Everybody yeah. gets to a point where it's like, I don't know what I'm doing. And we got to just kind of figure it out. And we need right. somebody like Gandalf to come along and say like, Oh, of course you can do it, right? And uh, who's the Gandalf in your life, Jason? Oh man, so many Gandalfs. 
Yeah. So, uh, like Jason Shirley. Oh yeah. And yeah. Russ Jorgensen. Yeah. And even even goofballs like Steve Gustafson. <laughs> right. <laughs> like you know these people. There have been so there have been so many people. Dustin Shirley as well. So many people in my life yeah. have been like, no, you can do this. Yeah. Right. And uh, and so when you start like reading a story, a dumb story like The Hobbit, and you realize like, oh, these are like, these are like real human like emotions and reactions and and feelings. It's not just a dumb story about trying to get gold from a dragon. Right. There's so much more to it, and like right. the resonance of it is like this is a, uh, this is a book about adventure and danger and faith, but not. A Christian book. Okay, <laughs> so it's not. <laughs> it is written by a Christian, but he hated sure. allegory. He hated. He he did not want to write a book. He didn't. People are going to be like, "Oh, Gandalf is like Jesus." <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> that's not. That's how, not what he wanted to do. So, how did he feel about uh, the Chronicles of Narnia? Because I know he and Lewis Mr. and Lewis Tolkien were, were friends. Yeah, um, I'm not entirely sure how he felt about the Chronicles of Narnia. Probably that. Well, it's. It's a fun little game you're playing there, Lewis. Have I shown yeah. you all my languages? <laughs> <laughs> you got a closet. <laughs> yeah, you got a little wardrobe. That's not even fixed <laughs> into the building. Like, like it's just like a it's a portable closet. That uh, come on, oh. come on. Yeah. Let me tell you Anyways, about this sorry. whole world I made that started from music, but from the Einar. What is the Einar? <laughs> it's in the oh song, no. Okay. Uh, let me tell you about Manway. <laughs> That doesn't. Somebody is giggling about that right now, but it's not some me. nerd out there is like, "Yes, tell him about Manway, Jason." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do it, do it. Uh, I um, am, I am ill prepared for that. <laughs> so, okay. okay. So, um, last question that I have okay. is like, how long ago did this dragon? Is this smog? 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 Yeah. smog. Um, what? Smog. 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 Souser. Anyway. Exactly. Um, like Souser. Put that <laughs> put that cup on the Souser. down. Yes. Uh, so Watch how out for that ago? flying Souser. <laughs> That's how people say it, I'm sure. Um, I know it's not. Anyway, uh, how long ago did Smaug uh, like destroy the dwarves's, or not dwarves's, dwarves? land or like take that like how long have they been just like living with this and deciding now to be like won't well, take it back or get so our stuff dwarves back. live a long time uh-huh they have long lives they're not immortal like the elves and you haven't even met the elves yet um that's like the legolas and yeah stuff legolas is an elf and, and they that's are, they are Orlando Bloom. yes they technically <laughs> okay. don't age they could live forever okay. unless they're murdered. Um, they die in battle, but or they go to the the gray havens in the west. Don't worry about it. Uh, I won't. <laughs> it's not important today. Uh, It'll be important so, in about like forty five weeks or so, or mm, if we're doing like a chapter a week, and that's probably in Fellowship of the Rings or later. Yeah, we get introduced to that in fellowship. Yeah. Um, so the anyway, sorry. Don't worry about it. I I love this stuff. So <laughs> okay. the nerd in me is like, I get to tell you about some of my favorite things. Um, so uh 
the what was your question? How when, how, when did this happen? Hundreds of years yeah. ago. And they're like just now being like, all right, we we've got the fortitude to take this back or Well, the destruction of Smaug was so intense that the dwarves didn't have the the resources, resources. the wherewithal. They they were so thoroughly defeated that they couldn't do it. And so now the great Thor and Oakenshield shows up and he's like, no, now's the time. So again, we don't know. Okay. We don't know all of Thorin's calling story either. We're not is that in that. another book? Or is that it's kind of in the movies, but it's not it's not in this book. Um but th- again, this is Bilbo's story. So right, he's not right. he doesn't know what stirred Thorin up to do this. Unless Thorin tells him. Right? And so like this Gandalf at the right time at the as he's doing his own researches and stuff he's talking about looking into things and he's like I found this key I found your dad right that's all in this chapter who's dad Thorin's dad okay when he's like why do you just now have the key why didn't you tell me about this like I found your dad right 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 when I was in the the dungeons of the necromancer and he's like what is what is that and gandalf's like it's not up. It's not for you to know. Oh man, he's so great. Um, the uh, so Gandalf's doing his own thing, right? That right there, and he's like, "I've got this key for you." Um, and yeah, so when he says, "Oh, where is it?" I, I thought I underlined it. When he was do- in the necromancers zone or dungeons and stuff, and it's like the question is like, "Who's the necromancer?" Yeah. That oh here it is. I just wrote who is this? <laughs> uh, Good job. <laughs> no, I'm just saying like who is this because and I'm laughing because it's like the biggest deal. And um, I I can only do spoilers for this chapter. <laughs> oh. This this is something like Gandalf is not willing to tell us anything more about the necromancer. And okay. Bilbo doesn't know to ask the question. And Thorin asks, like, what were you doing there? And his response is, never mind. I was finding things out as usual. And a nasty, dangerous business it was. Even I, Gandalf, only just escaped. I tried to save your father, but it was too late. He was witless and wandering and had forgotten almost everything except the map and the key. And and so, like... Gandalf has this whole adventure that he's doing on his own. He's got his own side quest and and nobody's really going to get into knowing what he's doing or why. Um but then we also in the there's a couple things that and we're kind of running to our time here. Um when he's talking about like why do we need this uh burglar, you know, and uh the they're talking about how they could get a stronger person, and uh, Gandalf says, that would be no good. Not without a mighty warrior, even a hero. I tried to find one, but warriors are busy fighting one another in distant lands, and in this neighborhood, heroes are scarce, or simply not to be found. Swords in these parts are mostly blunt, and axes are used for trees and shields as cradles or dish covers, and dragons are comfortably far off, and therefore legendary. That is why I settled on burglary, especially when I remembered this existence of a side door. And here is our little Bilbo Baggins, the burglar. 
and it's italicized the burglar. Yeah. The chosen and selected burglar. So now let's get on and make some plans. But like that, I tried to find a hero, a warrior. Makes me ask a question. And listener, I would I would throw this out to you as well. Did he ask Aragorn? Who's Aragorn? Oh, who's Aragorn? You'll see. Viggo Mortensen? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I know like all the people that are in the movie. Yeah. I just never watched it. Yeah, so Aragorn is not in this book, just so you know. But he's uh, a hero. He's in He's in this book, mm-hmm. Fellowship of the Ring. And I'll probably have to get a different copy by then. Um, and he doesn't show up until... Until oh, Jason. this far into it. I can't tell how I far that is. This This far. <laughs> <laughs> like a, a I can't half a digit like that far yeah like okay. a finger's width so it's a it's 150 pages before we meet strider so or nice. aragorn anyway striker strider because he's he's got the long legs um <laughs> for a hobbit okay. like somebody with long legs is impressive um yeah any other questions for for this chapter that that would be helpful or, no but i I mean, it sounds like I'm going to go back and listen to chapter one again and then move into chapter two. Roast mutton. Yeah. So the way chapter one ends, he's like, I'm not going to take your breakfast order. I'm not going to do breakfast. I'm going to just go to sleep. And he goes to sleep. And then the way chapter one picks up or chapter two picks up. Do you ever have you ever like had a flight that you needed to take and then you woke up like way too close to the actual de- like departure time? No, because I have sleep like flight anxiety and oh. I don't sleep the night before a flight if it's super early in the morning. <laughs> so, <right>. well, yeah. <laughs> I've had that experience and I've never actually missed a flight. That was my fault. Um, and, uh, <laughs> but that feeling of like that anxiety that you have, like I'm going to miss the flight. Yeah. That's how you should read, get into chapter two. Like, oh, no. Okay. So I have a flight on Tuesday, so that's perfect. I'll just. uh, (laughs) Yeah, that'll work great for you. Um, Perfect. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's chapter one. I mean, I uh, we're going to shoot to try to have these about 30 minutes, um, uh, but we're just getting things going here. And uh, I I can't control myself. I love talking about this stuff. So Um, So really quick before we before we say good morning um, for myself and other first time readers, is there a way or like aside from having like that flight anxiety going into chapter two, like should we how can we best approach this chapter? What is the the right mindset or. Yeah. All right. There are, there are mythical creatures in this world Mm -hmm. and they don't always work the way we think they should work. Okay. So, um, yeah, I think that would be, that's good to know. So we're going to meet some trolls in particular. Yeah. And these trolls can talk and I don't know, Um, but they're not like the trolls from the movies, like the, like the, with the big hair. They're like giant trolls. Okay. And they're dumb. So, so like the important. Harry Potter trolls. Kind of like the Harry Potter trolls. Um, mm-hmm. And so, but they also like, they seem like they should be doing something, but they're also pretty confused. Okay. So, yeah. Um, but they like these, 
mythical creatures are going to keep showing up in different ways. And uh, yeah, Gandalf leaves for some reason. And that's not going to be the last time. Um, just So he does just stir the pot. Kind of. He's got stuff to do. He's important. I, just, I can't with this guy. <laughs> if you walk away from The Hobbit and you're like, Gandalf was a waste of time. You did everything wrong in your life. Um, so, yeah. So just like a bit of flight anxiety, a bit of like uh, uncertainty and recognizing that the rules, like Tolkien's not really concerned with giving us all the rules as much as just throwing us in Bilbo's shoes. Or not non shoes because he doesn't wear shoes because he's a hobbit. Right, because he has thick, leathery soles and yeah. super hairy feet, but nicely brushed. Which is the Always grossest well description of anything I've ever read. So, yeah, anyway, pretty gross. Feet are gross. Yeah. <laughs> Jinx. Oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So, with that, if you have any questions, listeners, send an email to hobbitforming at gmail.com uh, or uh, in, leave us a message on Instagram or youtube or uh you can leave reviews on different things that'd be cool <laughs> tell your friends awesome like and subscribe ring that bell ding whatever it is on the on the different stuff so yeah any other, any other thoughts heather i am enjoying myself more than i thought i would already it's such a so, good book thumbs it's up such to a fun you. journey <laughs> you're gonna love it so yeah. yeah all right well with that then heather Good morning. Good morning.